Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. Remember, get some bread, juice ready, and join me at the end of the post today for communion. The title of today's post is Two Mountains and a Cross. God hid pictures of the cross in the Old Testament. The pieces of furniture in the tabernacle, for instance, were in the shape of a cross. Other pictures were given, though through actions and events that took place. One of these occurrences was at a mountain named Ebal. Located across the valley below was another mountain, Gerizim. These two locations became very significant. Ebal was barren and rocky. That's where it got its name, which means stony heap of barrenness. Gerizim, on the other hand, was fertile and lush. Because of their appearances, God chose them for a very symbolic act. He used Ebal to represent the curses and judgments associated with sin Lush and fertile Gerizim, on the other hand, would picture the blessings of redemption. Representatives of six tribes of Israel were positioned on Mount Ebal. The other six tribes were represented on Mount Gerizim. The remainder of the nation was placed in Shechem, the valley between them. The two mountains created a natural amphitheater of sorts, in the valley, making it perfect for this prophetic depiction. In a powerful ceremony, the blessings of obedience to God were read from Gerizim to the listeners below. The curses and destruction re resulting from sin and disobedience were read from evil. You can find that in Joshua 8. So and this is not in the printed version, but the Israelites in the valley are looking this way. And listen to these, the curses, the blessings, the curses, the blessings. What a picture. It must have been quite dramatic for the listeners below as these blessings and curses rang out across the valley. Through this dramatic enactment, the message to Israel was clear. The choice of whether you'll be blessed or cursed is entirely up to you. What was not so clear that day was the hidden picture of the cross and our redemption. Israel was instructed to build an altar on Ebal and offer sacrifices to Jehovah. No such altar was built on Gerizim. Our fallen, cursed condition, pictured by evil, required a sacrifice in order to redeem us. The altar and sacrifices offered there pictured Jesus, our lamb slain to take our curse and spiritual death. He went to evil for us, the place of barrenness and curses in order to give us the life, fruitfulness, and blessings 
represented by garrison. The New Testament makes this clear. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. This was a powerful picture, but there was another part of the ceremony that day which made the symbolism even more poignant. The representatives did more than offer sacrifices on Abel's altar. They were told to first whitewash the stones and write on them the law of Moses. This is detailed in Deuteronomy 27, 1 to 8. Why this strange act? Not until Holy Spirit interpreted it for us through Paul's writings did we find the answer. And you, being dead in your trespasses or in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross." The words of the law on Ebel's altar pictured the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which Jesus blotted out with his precious blood and nailed to the cross. Absolutely amazing. I'm sure these Israelites on the Mount of Cursing didn't know they were painting a picture of the cross where Christ would cancel the curses they were writing and bestow on us the blessings of Gerizim. It must have been quite a day for Christ as he watched this enactment from heaven. Perhaps he even winced a time or two as he watched the sacrifices and Listen to the curses being read from evil. The pain he would endure when fulfilling these prophetic actions would be horrific, and he knew this. And yet, he must have smiled when he heard the wonderful blessings being read from Gerizim. For the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross, the writer of Hebrews tells us. You may want to take some time and read Deuteronomy 27 and 28. Think of the price Jesus paid at the cross and determined to receive the blessings poured out there. Consider declaring the blessings mentioned in the 28th chapter over yourself and your family. Perhaps do it daily for a while. Years after this ceremony, the Samaritans built a temple on Gerizim, which became their chosen place of worship. This was probably due to their breach with the Jews. They didn't want to worship in Jerusalem, so they built an alt uh, a temple at Gerizim. 
The woman at the well referenced this in John chapter 4. Though not sanctioned by God, it's easy to see why they chose Gerizim as their place of worship. The problem, however, is we can't bypass evil, the cross, and go directly to Gerizim, the blessings. Many people try to do this, but there is simply no way home without starting at the cross. In the words of the great hymn, At the Cross, Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a one as I? Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, love beyond degree. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut its glories in when Christ, the mighty maker, died for man the creature's sin. Thus might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness and melt mine eyes to tears. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day. If you'd like to listen to that great song or even sing along with a choir, we have a link for you right here on the post. And now let's partake of the bread and the cup together. Father, we are so grateful for your gift of grace. By it, we are safe from eternal condemnation and, and empowered to live a life of victory. Jesus, it's your cross that made this grace available. And today, we choose to reflect upon and return to it. Help us to daily partake of this fountain, to acknowledge and appreciate its significance. Christ's cross is the reference point for all of life's treasures. We are asking you, Father, teach us to fully appropriate this heavenly endowment, canceled curses and bestowed blessings of redemption. We partake of it now as we eat the bread. Receiving the full rights of your family is a choice left 
to us. We choose to live in the charted course of blessing laid out in your word. We also choose to obey your commandments and walk in your ways. We boldly declare that your blessings pursue and overtake us such that we are favored everywhere we go. Blessed shall be all that we produce and touch. And victory over our enemies will be secured. At the foot of the cross, there is redemption. A fountain of blessing and abundant life. We choose to sit before the old rugged cross and drink deeply as we enjoy these blessings. And through Christ's powerful blood, we decree that bales hold over our nation is broken. Take the cup. Thank you so much, Father, and thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Look forward to seeing you again. We'll do this again tomorrow.